What can life look like when your earliest 20 years deal you a series of unimaginable challenges and extreme adversity? Discover Kelly's story of a young woman's incredible journey of surviving, beating the odds and thriving again after a series of tragic events that begin by being sent away age 14 for suffering at the hands of an abuser and domestic violence. Despite periods of being young and alone, followed by periods of being broken by business failure, bankruptcy and many losses, Kelly shares how she went on to thrive and now supports others to step into their power with survival wings and strength, resiliency and growth. Join me as I talk to Kelly Forrester. Welcome to the Empower podcast for mums in business. We women building a business we love while making a home for the ones we love more than anything. I'm your host, Nicola Hewlin. Join me as I talk to seemingly ordinary women just like me and you as they share their extraordinary stories and inspirational advice to bounce back even stronger from challenging times and thrive in business, motherhood and life. So I'm delighted to welcome to today's episode, Kelly Forrester. Hi, Kelly. Good. Hello. In fact, I was going to say good afternoon, but it could be good morning. You never know when people are listening. (laughs) That's very true. Very true. Whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this episode, welcome, welcome. I am so excited to share this platform today with Kelly. I know she has an incredible bounce back story to share and let's start there. Kelly, what's the bounce back story that you'd like to share with our audience today? Okay, so the first thing is everybody in the world, it doesn't matter what part of the universe you're situated in, I think everybody goes through an element, a touch of adversity, challenges, things or people or circumstances that challenge us Absolutely. and um, one of the things that I, I take quite seriously is my you know resilience and growth um, because I believe wholeheartedly that everyone has a story to share every time we share it it allows us to break down those barriers not everything is all shiny the truth is that life sometimes can get tough and so I wanted to just share an insight into some of the things that has happened to me, some of the lessons that I've learned that other people can maybe help, you know, it can help them. And also to maybe help people to know that, you know, it doesn't matter how things get, how tough it gets, how broken your world can feel, but there's always a little bit more in you that can push you, that can help you to rise and grow forwards. So, yeah, life life has been quite challenging for me, Nick, to be honest. Um, and um, I'll, I'll try and, and share things quite concisely because I think as with anybody's tapestry of life, it can, you know, go from one part to the next part and then it can all get a little bit scattered. So I think I'll take you right back to the beginning of my story. Sounds good. Thank you. <laughs> So I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is you never realise the impact that people have on you at such a young age. And as we're sharing stories, you know, with incredible mums across the world, 
we never know how much we have an impact or an influence on our children. And so the first thing I'm going to share is I didn't have a particularly great relationship with my own mum, but I did have an incredible granddad, my gramps, and I also had an incredible auntie, my auntie I, and my nan. Um, and and I've, I was very, very fortunate that they were very entrepreneurial, very hardworking and had so much love, so much love. So very, very young as a child, um, I was abused and I didn't share that with anybody. I carried that in silence for a good number of years until I got to 14. And at 14, I came home and my mum had read my diary. So my mum had read my diary to discover that somebody within our family had done this to me. And as a, as a mum myself, had any of my children come to me with this sort of information, you would, you would just be at wit's end and you would want mm. to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, my mum said, get to your bedroom. You wait till your dad gets home. And so I went up to my bedroom, cried, cried, waited for hours, and then eventually got asked to come downstairs at 14. And my auntie, I was there. She had come to pick me up. My mum had said, you're leaving. You can't stay here. Wow. So at 14, just before the exams, just as I was discovering who I was and in my own way, getting through what happened to me, I, you know, I felt that I had been disowned, but I was in good hands. My auntie and I had a good relationship and, you know, it wasn't like I was being put in a home. So Mm. unfortunately I was in a situation where because I had just started to experience friendships and family um, pressures, I was half an hour from school. I, felt that you know I didn't want to necessarily stay away from all my friends so with my auntie's permission I went into what's called supervised care so not just literally just a few days few weeks before my 15th birthday before my exams I was living in a bed sit doing my own washing doing my shopping all the things that an adult would do but now being a mum stepping back into where I am now today having 14, 21 year old children, I cannot imagine how it would feel to be 14 and in your own bed sit. Mm, Same. So for me, I did really well in my exams, um, you know, and and got through that. I went to, to, to college. I did get involved with the wrong people. I experimented with some, should we say, um, some drugs, things that I shouldn't necessarily do. Not particularly proud of it. Although on the other hand, I did, I was a professional dancer on stage and I actually really enjoyed that, that kind of side of things. Um, But I just felt that because I hadn't seen my real dad either since I was two, I felt that want and need to be loved. My auntie knew my, my dad and got in touch with him. And I thought, wow, my world is going to change. My whole world is going to change. I found my real dad. Amazing. Except for, and this is another big lesson. It takes nothing to conceive a child, but it takes everything to be a real father. 
And unfortunately, my my real father was not anything that I expected or had thought or believed all those years growing up. Um, he was far from it. So I still don't talk to him to this day. And I then at 16 moved up to Exeter, which is here in the southwest of the UK, um, on my own, completely on my own. Nobody. I had nowhere to live, no job, nothing. I walked into a local shop. I walked into a newsagent's. I found myself a job. I found myself a flat. I walked every day for a six mile round trip to work until I could afford to pay for a bus. And I thought, wow, my life, here we are again. It's a new start. It's away from all the bad influences in my life, all the people that had let me down. This is me. This is going to be my fresh start. 16. Incredible. So bouncing forward gently. (laughs) And you think, actually, wouldn't it be lovely to just fall in love and, you know, be with somebody for the rest of your life and live all your days with them and have children never repeat the same mistakes and everything's going to be just beautiful. Well, unfortunately, after a year, I fell in love with somebody who was not just a narcissist, was also very mentally abusive and he manipulated me. Uh, It then led to violence. I was in a relationship of abuse. The third time I was in hospital and that was the last time I fled. At that point, I had a son I left with my son, who wasn't even two years old, and a black bin bag full of my clothes, and that was it. So I thought, wow, isn't this lovely? I'm leaving, it's a new start. (laughs) Um, I was very, very different then, I was very quiet. He'd not allowed me to have any connection pretty much with the outside world. So, um, you know, I, I, I'd lost all confidence in human beings, in life. My son was what kept me together. So I did, I found another house, I rented. Um, I then at 19 bought my first house. I started to speak to my mum again, tried to forge, you know, and rekindle connections. I still wanted that love. And I was very (laughs) anti-men. I was very, very um, protective of my son. I worked really hard. I was never on benefits. I worked all the way through. Became an estate agent at 19. Um, Had really good relationship with my auntie and I. And then suddenly world just dealt another shit card. And my auntie got cancer, died. Two weeks later, my granddad died of cancer. And so here I was in the world, again, with no advice and support and guidance, and as a single mum. So it was a really tough time. And, you know, it, 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 the lessons it taught me was independence, to have empathy, huge empathy for other women that had been in a violent relationship. At the time, you just don't feel there's a way out. You, you don't, you, you almost excuse their behaviour. You think it's okay. Um, It's not. It's not okay. Um, Aside from some of the things that now I think there's a law in place to stop people from just verbally stopping you and saying things. But, you know, aside from the violence, it was just that constant daily um, manipulation that just brought me down. 
So recovering and healing and bouncing forward from that was very, very difficult at such a young age. But my independence and resilience grew, my strength, my inner strength grew. And, you know, I, I was doing very well. I love sales. I love selling houses. I loved old people, helping them to move on. Um, and I even helped some women that had gone through divorce and various other things in their life. So I felt that I could help them. Um, and then, you know, in 2003, I would have been 23, 24. Um, I met somebody who kept asking me out on a date. And I was like, no. And after the 13th time, he said in his head, it was the last time he was going to ask me. And I just happened to say yes. So I went to the cinema and, you know, we, we, we kind of hit it off. He was funny and I thought, well, he's a really kind person. Um, and, you know, eventually we had a, a child together and we, you know, <laughs> we got married. We got married in America and I found out that he cheated on me with one of my best friends. So some people may have forgiven that and gone back. But for me, I'd already lived a life where I'd had to kind of, I just wanted happiness and I felt that the trust had gone. And so I left my house, the one I'd bought, <laughs> I left and I took my two children and I went backwards again and went into rented and I became a mum to two children. I realised that my first son had AHD, so it was very difficult. It was very challenging bringing up him. He was, I think he hasn't been diagnosed, but I think there's an autistic aspect in him as well. Um, and it was, it was very challenging because they kept saying, oh, you're a single mum. Maybe previous, you know, things have happened and that's why that explains this or that explains that. So I always blamed myself as a mum. And um, so that was, was a challenging thing to have to work through as well. Mm. And then, you know, bought this house and, and, and thought, right, okay, it's cool. My ex paid me £12,000. And it was at that point in 2007, at the age of 27, I decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to have an estate agency that was all about transparency, trust, communication. And it was a really brave thing to do because, you know, I was a single mum. It was going to be started from my house and I had £12,000 and that was it. So I started and I set myself some targets. And I thought, right, I just want to earn £27,000 a year because that, that's enough for me. And the first year, I, I earned 54. The second year, it was about 125. And I just grew my business. And amongst all of this, I'd met somebody else. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. But immediately got pregnant. Immediately. I must have blinked and it happened. Um, now, you know, I feel but, like guilty saying this, but I did consider, and we discussed an abortion because we literally didn't know each other well, but neither of us could do it. We just couldn't. So we agreed that we would always be friends and we would always give our child the best life that we could. And that's what happened. We got together. We were together for 13 years, but we were together. We weren't really together. 
So we just had a very um, transactional relationship and that was it. Um, and it was fine because I had three sons at that point and, you know, I had a business. I threw myself into my business. Yes, didn't have a holiday for seven years. Yes, lots of sacrifices. And then got to a point where we went on our first holiday together in Italy. And we sat there one evening, San Gimignano, beautiful sunset, nothing to say. So I realised at that point that I had to make a decision. I'd had my whole life of just adversity, challenge, shitstorms. <laughs> and I thought, do you know what? I need to, to make a decision here. And so I did actually leave. And so then I was a mum to three boys, single mum to three boys with a business. Ah, oh, life, hey? It can really, really test you. But the greatest thing I really learned more than anything through all of this is that as a mum, you can feel guilt. You can feel really strongly about making sure your children have got values and installing all the things that maybe you didn't have in your life. And you can get it right. Like my, my relationships, maybe with my oldest, he's with his dad, but with my other two are just amazing. And it's all about that giving them the truths, talking to them all the time, sharing, you know, everything that happens. And just 19 months ago, I ended up having the biggest, most horriblest, difficultest thing that I've ever had to face, which was putting my business into liquidation. And my children were what held my world together. And so for any mum that has had a business and is listening, they'll know that 13 years of sacrifices, time that you've sacrificed with your own children to grow your empire and legacy, to see it all fall apart is one of the most hardest things, even compared to abuse, even compared to domestic violence. For me, it was, yeah, and everybody's different, but for me, it was the hardest thing I had people that had worked for me for 10 years plus people that I'd worked for clients I'd worked for for 10 years 12 years plus and to let them down so publicly so shamefully was just so difficult um I had to go bankrupt just before my 40th birthday I lost my car and it sounds really vain but I'd it was the first thing that I'd ever bought for myself in my whole life off it got towed and my lovely bmw i was like oh um but it taught me some really in, you know invaluable lessons and i guess when when you're stood there looking at a tree wondering if you want to be here and how you can end your life that's how low it had got for me and the only thing that you can think of and this is where i practice this extreme gratitude was if one of my sons got ill, what if? So I put the ideas, those dark thoughts away and thought I need to, I need to just, I just need to share my truths. I just need to be me. And it was cathartic. I started sharing lives on Facebook. I started to rediscover who I was, connect with myself again. My children were massively important to me. They influenced me. He said, mum, you know, we, we know what's happened, but you are an inspirational mummy. Um, there were so many times where I was so numb, full of shame, guilt, fear, 
that I was just numb and had to had to really kind of change my state of mind to pick me up and kind of bounce me forward just a little bit, just a tiny little step, just a tiny step and another step and another step. And then I began to think, actually, I'm not, and I wasn't my business. I am me. I still have all those skills I learned. I still have all of that time I invested in my business. That's all still there. It's still in me. And at a time where we're going through global pandemic and people are having losses and they are facing business closure. If anybody's listening, I just want you to know that you can feel that your world is over, that everything has ended, that you are broken and you're not good enough. You're not a good mum. But forward on 19 months and even one day, one day at a time. But for me, forward on 19 months, and it wasn't that I was broken and the world was over. It was just the beginning because I discovered me in all of this. I found out that I was a really strong, resilient person and that I could share everything I had been through honestly and truthfully to help other women in business, to help other women that had gone through domestic violence, to help other women that may have been abused. Because life is about things you can control and things you can't. And with abuse, you just can't. But it isn't your fault. And so that's why I share my story, because I want people to know that they are amazing. They are incredible beings, incredible energies. And actually, that even when that world does feel broken, just that one step can be the absolute start of a fresh, exciting new beginning. So that's my bounce forward story. <laughs> incredible. <clears throat> I mean, where, what an incredible story. And where do we begin? Where do we begin? When are they making the film out of your, <laughs> out of your life story? And, and I'm sure our audience will appreciate not just what an incredible story you've just shared, but the, the amount of courage and bravery that it takes to, to share that. And clear, we'll, we'll touch on where you're at today. You're in this incredible space today. And, and, and I do believe when people are able to speak from the scar, not the wound, it, it comes from a place of strength and that intention, as you just shared, to help others, to give hope to others, to inspire others, to show what's possible, to, to help people keep going. Nonetheless, it, it, it still takes great courage and vulnerability. So thank you on my behalf and behalf of all those who will tune into this story for coming on and sharing because it is so important. Um, as you say, that we're, we're able to to recognize our strengths and to be who we are. And I'm not quite sure where, where we start because there are so many parts to your story. And no doubt, you know, we have adults listening in to this podcast show. And I'm sure as adults, there will be many of us who can relate to certain themes, you know, that will resonate with us and similar experiences. Going back to your childhood, to, ha to have that beginning at, at 14 and everything that you went through as a child and those things, it, that, that's what you said at the beginning, that the, the impact that, that people have on us as a child that we don't always recognize at the time. I mean, 
looking back, you, you said when you were kind of when you were 19, you had that period of healing and growing and moving forward and fresh start. What is it that helps somebody at that young age to, to heal and grow, even from what had happened just between the ages of 14 and 19? How, how does that work? I don't know because I had I never started personal development up until this last couple of years. So everything I had, you know, everything that led me to moving forward was all within me. Um, I wasn't, you know, I, I hadn't watched any films on sort of fairy tales or, you know, I was a very hard worker. And I think that's the thing. I, I love sales. I loved, um, you know, winning kind of our regional, you know, monthly competitions. I was very competitive. Um, and I think that was the thing, you know, coming out of a very quiet, very controlled environment to having that freedom. And I was already brave because I'd already moved up from somewhere with nothing. So I already had that strength. But it did allow me to just focus actually on some real positives. And I think that's the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. It could even be as simple as going to the gym. It could even be as simple as going for a coffee with a friend once a week or just something that you enjoy. For me, it was, it was, it was sales and, and winning like the monthly competition because I, we always used to win, you know, like vouchers for M&S and I would then treat myself to a new suit or, you know, and I'd always think, oh, I'm going to win this one this month. And I come away with three or four different competitions that I'd won. 400 pounds worth of vouchers you know (laughs) but that was what for me helped me because it was just seeing that anything is possible if you put your mind to it and it doesn't matter how small or how big that is but in your mind if it's possible then it's possible incredible incredible and you spoke about how at the age of 27 you made that super um super leap of faith to become an entrepreneur single mom at the time with two boys at that stage um and that's that's probably a pivotal moment that the majority of our audience will be able to relate to some may have taken that leap of faith some may have taken it recently or be thinking about it some may be tuning in from um, from a career or furloughed because we're recording this in 2020 and thinking you know maybe that's something they aspire to hearing that you did that at 27 mm. no support single mom limited amount of money in the bank it would have been so easy to go into kind yeah. of survival mode and stay in that stay in that zone and and what was at the source of that that leap of faith for you what gave you the courage to take that step at that time it was about proving to myself that it was possible I also was really passionate about showing that things could be done so I've always been quite well wildly driven um and I think, you know, if you maybe stand back to when, you know, I was little, so going back to as early as three, you know, my mum was 18 when she had me and she was never around. And so I, I grew up a whole life of being the black sheep and, you know, just uh, so I, I guess I was just trying to prove to the world, to myself that I could do it. 
And so I took that leap of faith in myself to give it a go. I didn't realise anything about employment, taking on staff, legal, scaling up, um, tax, profits and loss. <laughs> I didn't I had no clue. had no business background, nothing. Um, but I just learned and learned and learned. I didn't even have a business mentor until pretty much the last couple of years. So I, I just had my eye on having a business that was innovative. I was in a very male dominated industry as well. The, I was the first female estate agent in my city. Um, after 13 years, I think there were three women and 50 men. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I just kept, you know, I was, I, I just wanted to be the best that there was. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why when it all fell apart, so just as it had, it was awful. It was absolutely awful because everything I had strived to, to develop and build and create from conception to a reality and then to see it all just crash and all the people that you cared for and all your staff that you loved. Because it was, it was more than a team. You know, these people were people I, I spent lots of time training from them having no experience to seeing them have their first child and then one of the ladies that worked for me had her second child and you know I was part of all of that it was the word family is coming to my mind it's more like like I loved what I did Mm. you know I I it was just awful failing and yet you you use the words you described it as after 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 that event this whole series of events and that event in particular you realized it was only the beginning of you know i love stories but the happily ever afters and i'd love for you to share wh- where you know where you're at now and how actually that that situation in that whole series marked what was just the beginning of this amazing um blessed life that you've now moved into please share your it's not a happy ending because it's not a happy ending it is just a beginning but share your share where you're at with our audience and and what has become possible and I'd love if you can to draw out you know hindsight's a wonderful thing and what we what I love with our guests sharing their stories is when we're in the eye of the storm, when we're in the thick of it, when we're in the, in the shit storm, it is so, it's so hard to picture that there will be something amazing around the corner. And yet you are there. And I'd love for you to paint a picture of what that looks like today for, for our audience. Nicola, you're so right there because you know, you're, you're dead right. Because when you're in that middle of that chaos, you cannot see anything outside of it. And so, it, you know, it is just the beginning of my journey, but it's also taking all of everything. And you're right, you know, each stage of life that has delivered a adversity or a challenge. And I've just kind of like almost stepped through it and gone, okay, solution. Okay, grow forward. Okay, I can keep going. I'm not going to give up. <laughs> but for now... I think, you know, more than anything else is because in amongst all of that, I also had, I I couldn't walk when I had my second child. Just remembered that. And I'm just thinking this is quite poignant, really, because 
when I had my first child, he, he had the cord wrapped around his neck. So it was an emergency cesarean. My second child was again a cesarean. But because of the, um, the anesthetic, uh, what do they call it? The anesthetic in the back, mm-hmm. um, they'd caught a nerve. And I had some major spine surgery and I couldn't walk having my second child. Now that my third child was born, I was well in the thick of running my own business. Hadn't planned on having a baby and I almost died. So this is my third. He was born seven weeks premature and I didn't even know if I was going to wake up. I was screaming, screaming the ward down. And the reason I'm sharing this right now is because even in amongst all of those moments in our life, the biggest, most important thing, and the thing that I want for your listeners to take away, and what I'd like to inspire maybe other women with is the gift of life. Because it doesn't matter what we go through, there will always be somebody that has gone through similar or different parts. There will be other people that have gone through even worse. It doesn't make us any different. We're all human beings. We're all a form of energy. But what's magnificent, if you like, and just beautiful about sharing our stories is it does help other women and, and, and men. It helps all of us to learn, to share, to grow forwards. But we have to realize how important every single day is. And each and every day to visualize where you want to be in your future. Each and every day to finish your day and think, If I died today, would I have been proud? Is there something that I would regret? Because if there is, you need to sort it out. You need to make those decisions because each day is a gift. And that's that's the biggest thing I learned was to not piss about, to not joke, you know, not to be so serious that you don't have fun, but to really, you know, if this is our life, we don't know how long we have left. I want to make the most of it. We want to create the biggest, the most significant impact. We want to show and share and support and guide and nurture beautiful energies. And that's kind of what I realized was everything I had been through, my whole tapestry of life was about knowing that life isn't always plain sailing. It's not always easy. There'll be mountains to climb, marathons to run, but you can get through it. And when COVID came along, I'd already gone through all of this. So COVID to me was just like, okay, evolve, adapt, solutions. I'd already prepared myself for all of that. So then I thought, actually, do you know what? And I've been doing personal development and I've been, people have been asking me about business mentoring and helping them. And I thought, do you know what? Okay, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to help support women and men through life and business as a resilience and growth leader. I kind of take that very responsibly, but I think I've earned that, that right. I, I think so. And I'm sure our audience would agree. And, you know, as a mentor, I, I always talk about the, the, the three types of intelligence, the three badges really we need as a mentor. And we need the IQ, you know, we need the the know-how, the our content, our expertise. We need the EQ, the emotional intelligence, the ability to empathize with others and, and understand our emotions and other people's emotions. 
which tick clearly. And that, that third, um, the third intelligence that's so important in our industry. And I call it AQ, that authenticity piece that we need to be able to walk our talk. And sometimes that means we, we need to have been through some of the stuff so that we can truly empathize with our clients and that we can, we can support others from that space of, of true empathy and not, not judgment and, yeah. and be who we really are in, um, with our vulnerabilities and our, and our scars and all. Funnily mm-hmm. enough, I was, where was, it was on a, a, another podcast recently. Oh, that's it. I was, I was on, I was a guest on somebody else and we were talking about the Japanese art form Kintsugi where the, the broken China cup, um, I'm mindful that we're going to run out of time, but for, for our, for our listeners, Google it Kintsugi and it's the Japanese art form where something is broken and they put the pieces back together and they don't try and hide the cracks. They actually use gold to, embellish those breaks is that what's behind you there that i can see in the video incredible and the philosophy is that you know from that broken pieces we can actually make something even more beautiful that has facets and dimensions and and beauty and energy to it that it wouldn't have had had it not been through that process And, and i think it's a great metaphor for life and a lot of what you've shared and how you've shared it and we've discussed today um there's we're gonna have to wrap up shortly because we're we're, we're gonna have time but i'm gonna ask you to 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 do one thing for our audience before we do but i just wanted to there was something you said about how your children became a great source of support to you and it I, I can completely relate to that because my children are a bit older as well now, 23 and 17. And when I've been through periods of adversity in my life, when they were a bit older, it was incredible to me, this role reversal that they were of an age to come back and share these words of wisdom and support and become my rock. It was incredible, that transformation. It's like, where did this amazing strong grown-up being come from and and I just want to send that message to people who might be listening who might have much younger children where it can still be a lot of dynamic of give 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 and they're not old enough to say what they would say if that if they could but I promise you it will come one day when your children will turn around and become your rock and your source of yeah, I completely agree with that because, you know, my son's even come with me on lives and we've talked about his side of it and seeing his mum broken and, you know, we're so, so close. Um, it's just, it's just beautiful, yeah, that relationship that you can absolutely have just we, by being honest. And, and we want to protect them sometimes. Yeah, we want to protect them sometimes, yeah. but sometimes yeah. it can be really empowering to bring them into that space in an age appropriate way and for them to be the ones to, to yeah. support us yeah I mean obviously we're very sensitive so we're not you know <laughs> but but also equally it's nice that they have their view and and they're encouraged you know this world that we're living in 
you know, they've, they're going to have to build their own levels of resilience mm. and they're going to have to okay. see some truths because there's so much shiny out there. Mm. So it's, it's just preparing them for the real world. So for mums out there, the things that I wanted to just share with you just lastly before we go is um, some just words to help mums bounce forward. So the first thing was remembering the influences that you had as a child and how they influence you now as an adult. Remembering how watching others um, working hard, maybe even have instilled some good working ethics and how these can pass on to our children. Um, the importance of communicating really honestly with our children. And, you know, there'll always be disappointment. There'll always be uncontrollables, knockbacks, things that test us. I mean, my view is success definitely tests you anyway. Um, <laughs> but these give us survival wings. This is kind of what I've put together today for, for, for our listeners, for your listeners. Um, and it's strength, resilience, commitment, discipline, your independence and your bravery. These are your armors and gratitude for every second every memory life itself and each and every opportunity even just being on your show now is just makes me feel really proud that I'm here absolutely um, knowing that life will challenge us and sometimes it will lead us to other destinies but you know who you are and stepping into your power hashtag f-u-c-k fear <laughs> You can fly, you can be free, you can start again, you can be limitless, it's never too late. Present you, who you are today, not your past, not what's happened, but who you are right now. Don't try to be too strong for too long. And, you know, my thing is that if you find yourself broken, it isn't the end. Find that little glimmer of flame within you, that little sparkle of gold dust. And just have that belief in yourself to try to step up, to just dance one last time. And that's it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so powerful. And I usually ask guests to leave a bounce back challenge to our audience, a question. But that is exactly what you've just given. So I'm going to say to our audience, rewind as many times as you need to, to go over the words of wisdom that Kelly's just shared, find your survival wings, think about those key ingredients she gave you, think about her invitation to dance again, because we will all be dancing, you know, into next year and way beyond. Kelly, thank you so, so much for today. It's been an absolute honor and pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you to anybody that's listened as well. So it just remains for me to say to those who are listening, thank you so much for tuning in um, and sharing this time with Kelly and myself today and catch you on the next, next episode. Bye <laughs> for now. Thank you for listening to the Empower podcast for mums in business. And thanks goes to our podcast series sponsors, Bounce Life insurance to protect you, your business, and your family. To get your free startup and business growth kickstart guide, and to find out about our Empower community, go to empower.global.